Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. And for those that don't know, or who've got any new listeners, which we might well have, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about, and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. And the idea is that we then share with our listeners the most important pieces of information. Exactly. And so everybody knows we are not experts in anything that we talk about on the pod. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, this week, though, it is slightly different, isn't it, Ollie? Because we've got to the end of Series 4. So what we like to do at the end of each series is we have a little wrap-up, little recap, talk about any um, important pieces of news that might have come up regarding the topics we learnt this series. So this episode is called And Another Thing. Liam, as you just said there, this is our And Another Thing episode, exactly as you were saying. So this is where any newsworthy or noteworthy things that have come up about any of the topics that we've done in the last series, we just want to try and get everybody up to date so you've got the the most useful information to be sharing with whoever it might be. Before we get into this though, Liam, it's a... Another big milestone for us in terms of we've actually been going for a year now, haven't we? Yeah, amazing. How many amazing things have we and all the listeners, how many amazing things have we learned in the last year? How much more information and more knowledge do you, me, everybody, do we have since Incredible. we started? Incredible. And it's it's so good hearing from so many people. We love it where we've had people um, sending us messages that the podcast has helped with their child's homework or they've been going on holiday to the northern lights and it's something which they've then then learned about after listening to to the podcast so yeah we love all the topic suggestions can't believe it's been going for a year now and yeah so much stuff we've learned we've actually been even taken on board some of the stuff that we've been doing as well haven't we yeah yeah we have so obviously we did an episode earlier in the year about veganism didn't we yes and the importance of it and what it meant to be vegan and took a challenge and you know changed our lives a little bit right yeah yeah exactly decided to go to go vegan and it wasn't as difficult um once you get ahead your head around it about actually doing it you tried coffee for the first time after we did an episode on coffee yeah i can't i can't confirm or deny whether i drink anymore but it certainly (laughs) definitely do not Uh, also uh this week, in fact, uh, I'm going to try my first Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire, oh God, Worcestershire sauce. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> on toast. I saw some really funny memes, by the way, where it's like three things that are hardest to say in this world. I'm sorry. I need help. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't say it. Anyway, yes. So the answer is yes. Yeah. There's an even bigger one than that, though, isn't there? So let's start. So this series four, we kicked off the episode and we learned all about Dubai, didn't we? We did. And I learned so much about Dubai that I've decided that I'm going to move to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not a joke. That is actually true. We, You, to the listeners, me and Ollie choose the topics like randomly between us. Ollie chose Dubai. But me and my wife and family were already sort of considering whether or not we might consider moving to Dubai and then learned the episode. And then it was like, 
well, all right, let's see about getting a job in Dubai. So, yeah, so <laughs> we're successful in doing so, and I'll be moving to Dubai in August. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, That's right. so good. And we've also got the, the other one, Eat That Frog, which is something that I know both you and I also do as well, if people want to go back and listen to a, a time management yeah. Um, podcast. Yeah, I, I have people telling me they're eating that frog because I've told other people it, you know. Uh, yes. I only maybe last week or the week before a girl at work emailed me to I've just eaten that toad <laughs> that, well you mean frog but I, I understand what you mean and well done <laughs> so yeah go back and listen to that episode if, if you find yourself um procrastinating or you know not quite getting on with jobs eat that frog is a really really good uh, it's a book review we did wasn't it um yes. yeah it's really good so hopefully everybody over this last year you've been learning lots of things as well um, it'd be great to hear if there's any things that is changed in your lives along the way as well, or any views that you now have about a topic that you didn't have previously. And not only that, how many cool people have we got to speak to and hear from? Unbelievable. Like, just like the stories that were uh, only last week, Chris Hadfield, astronaut extraordinaire. Unbelievable. Ray Crone, death row inmate. Unreal, right? Unbelievable. The chair of the Nobel prize committee. Like, how much cool stuff are we learning off those people, our experts, when we when we get our expert interviews yeah. as well? It's, it's just it's unreal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. Their, their enthusiasm for their topics, and it's great when they even set us right on something that we, we've heard about that wasn't quite correct. I think it was Valdemar Janacek, when we did our famous paintings one, he told us that a load of stuff in the Sistine Chapel isn't actually correct but people speculate about what, what things mean. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was a super interesting person to talk to, but yeah, what a fantastic year for, for the listeners and for us as well. 104 countries and counting. That's my, my favorite uh, metric to judge it on. So we're, I think we should make a push series five to get, I'm going to start listing out some of these places where we're not and see if people can get us in there. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Get some listeners to help us see if we can go um, further global yeah okay so so this episode then what we do you might have heard uh we've done this you know the other three previous series so we just we'll just go topic for topic something we've learned about this series and just see if there's anything new about it i think we should start with probably the biggest story in the world for a little while we should probably do the oscars shouldn't we because we learned about the oscars about a week before the oscars happened and boy did something happen right did it yeah you, you know didn't something happen on stage right I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't anywhere in the news. I didn't see this. Right, there is no way nobody know, nobody doesn't know this, but obviously Will Smith <laughs> yeah. smacked Chris Rock, didn't he? Yes. Now, I don't think there's any point us discussing that story. That as an, what do we, you know, we can't talk about that. But there was something really interesting off the back of it that, that I felt that I'd learned. Will Smith released a, an apology, didn't he? And he, uh, it was maybe two days later or something. Yes. And he apologised for his actions. Um, but as part of his apology, he said that he resigns from the academy. Now, I know what that means now. Yes. Um, it's like, I, I reckon there must be loads of people going, what does that mean? He's not making films anymore. He can't win Oscars anymore. Like, what does it mean to resign from the academy? And uh, yeah, we know that, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. We do. So he's, he's not allowed to vote or, well, he's removed himself from voting, hasn't he? Voting or taking part in any of the nominees for future yeah. films, which, which yeah, I'd have no yeah. idea about. I wouldn't have known what that had meant had we not done the research into what the Academy was. Yeah, he became, he became a member of the Academy through 
the virtue of the fact that he was nominated for Oscars in the past. And remember, we learned that that gets you on the Academy and that gives you the opportunity to nominate films and vote for films and be part of the voting process. Um, you sent me an interesting link earlier in the week talking about the voting process. Um, the Oscars are going to ch- slightly change things, aren't they, in a couple of years' time? Yeah. With, so, like, quality. Yeah. So we we mentioned it in the episode that they'd had some issue with representation and diversity going back in 2015, where it was all 20 of the best actor, actress, supporting actor, actress, all 20 of those nominees were all white actors. And so what they've put in place since then, and it will take effect from 2024, which is the 96th Oscars, is just really improving the representation. So they've, they've come up with four different standards. And what they're all about is having people from underrepresented backgrounds that are then included in four different standards. You need to meet two out of the four standards. So the first one is front of camera. So that's people who are on screen and acting. Standard two or standard B is people who are involved in the directing or cinematography or composers or producers. Standard C is for the people who then finance the film and the companies behind it. So they need to have an intern program which has underrepresented people as part of that intern program. And then standard D is saying that the film studio needs to have somebody very senior within the business, a senior executive, say from marketing or publicity, um, that is also from an underrepresented background as well. So, yeah, a few, they're making it stricter for, for people to then have films nominated. Yeah, so the film has to have two of those four criteria need to be met. They need to they need to have an underrepresented person in one of those in two of those four things, don't they? And um, in order to be nominated, underrepresented sort of means anybody from LGBTQ plus people with a physical disability or deaf or hard of hearing, people yeah. of black Asian backgrounds. So there's there's all sorts of different rules. Women, making sure there's more women represented as well. So they're, they're just tightening up on all of that, um, which is a really good thing to, to see and see that they're they're sort of catching up with the, the wider demographic of the people who are watching the films. One of the things I was going to say to you is with all of the hubbub that went on with Will Smith, did you even see what was the best film, what the best picture winner was? Do you know who that was? Yeah, it was it was Coda, wasn't it? I had no idea. Is, oh, so it's 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 really it's a big deal though, isn't it? Because it's an uh, isn't it Apple? It's an Apple streaming film. So they were trying to you know, mm. Apple and Netflix are both trying to vie to be the first like streaming company to have a film nominated as the best picture. Um, uh, and it, it stands for was... child or child child of deaf adults. Coda. So it's all about a girl who who has deaf parents and. I think she sings and she's sort of torn between looking after her parents, but, but also, you know, singing and chasing her dreams down. But yeah. But because of all, all what went on with Will Smith, I didn't know what had won the best picture. I know a big one that you were talking about on the episode quite a bit. You seem to hone in on the cinematographer category when we were talking about that. <laughs> Do you know who won that? I have no idea which film won cinematography. <laughs> so, <it> was- <laughs> Greg Fraser from June. 
he won that. Oh, um, okay. but Will Smith, he, he ended up winning the the best actor, didn't he? Actor in leading role. Yep. It was won by, by Will Smith, but it was almost all overshadowed by what went on. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go a little bit lighter, shall we? Just let's move let's move to the Rio Carnival. We did an episode about the Rio Carnival. <laughs> Do we? Now, not a whole lot has happened, but something did happen. They had to cancel uh postpone the Rio Carnival this year, as we mentioned, because of COVID. So it was supposed to be in the last week of February and it was moved to the last week of April. It's officially the 20th to the 30th of April this year. But basically it happened anyway. Everybody in, in Brazil and in Rio, just, you know, thousands of people out on the street, governments tell them it shouldn't be happening, shouldn't be out on the street. And there was just parties everywhere. Apparently the hotels were up to 85% full. So like it was almost as, as busy as it could have been. Right. Yep. So okay. people people are just thinking, we'll have Rio Carnival anyway, even though you've you've cancelled it. They'll just go double carnival this year. Yeah, well, they've got because they've cancelled the carnival, but stuff like football stadiums, concerts, bars, restaurants, you know, all that stuff is still open. So I think there's like a, a bit of a sense within like the, the general population that why can't we have our carnival? But all this stuff can happen. So they just went out and did it <laughs> so yeah so like you said double bubble this year they have one to start and one to finish <laughs> i wonder if they'll carry on doing that then people just start having one at the end anyway um something else that yeah. happened we covered big ben didn't we big ben has finally been revealed it's had its scaffolding taken down but as we know yep big ben is not the name of the tower it's the elizabeth tower that we learn about and big yep. ben is the bell inside but even then the bell isn't called Big Ben. The bell is called the Great Bell. Yep. Yeah. Mind yeah, blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, they've yeah. It's um, a bit blue, isn't it? Now they you know they've, they've tried to restore it to the what they used to think what they think it used to look like. Uh, the numbers are blue on gold. Uh, looks at you know because obviously it's been redone. It looks a bit different. Um, but yeah. you know, yeah. have a look. Yeah, scaffolding's down. They're not sure. They're still not sure when it's going to actually start working legit and start binging and bonging all over the shop again. Uh, summertime, apparently, I'd read. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, summertime. And if you want to go back and hear hear what it sounds like, go back to the episode where I did my best impression of it's binging and bonging, the tune that you'll yeah. all recognise for it. But it caused a little bit of controversy, so it ended up taking, so after five years, it had some COVID delay in there as well, it ended up taking £80 million to finish the renovation work. And a bit of controversy around that. People just saying about the cost of living at the moment going up and up through yeah. the roof. Yeah. Like, why are we spending I, that much money on on a clock when it could be spent elsewhere? But then the flip side of the argument is when it brings in so many tourists and so many come people come to visit it, it helps the economy. But that's the latest yeah. with Big Ben. Yeah, uh, budgeted at 30 million, by the way. You said the cost, yeah, so, you know. How can you budget something at 30 million and spend 80? That's some real bad budget, isn't it? That's <laughs> nearly three times what you said it would cost. That's nuts. Uh, another thing that not a whole lot of stuff's happened, Greek gods. They've not really changed much. <laughs> they... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but just on the Liam's going everywhere gimmick, uh, I'm supposed to be going to Cyprus next week. So Cyprus is where Aphrodite was born, apparently. If, if we might remember, Kronos castrated his father, Uranus, and from his castrated genitals grew Aphrodite out of the sea. And uh, 
she apparently she came ashore just outside Cyprus. So I might I might let you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, please do if you then go and find the spot where it happened. Yeah, that's pretty grim. All right, go on then, pick another one. One of the ones that not a whole lot has happened with, but it's still quite interesting, and some people actually might have seen this, is the Northern Lights. So the Northern Lights, we learn about is how it's from the sun, the magnetic field pulling in the particles from the sun, and it then mixing with different gases, with the hydrogen or, or the helium, and those particles colliding to then create the light. What actually happened was there was a massive expulsion of plasma from the sun a couple of weeks back, and it meant that the Northern Lights could be seen as low down as Edinburgh and Pennsylvania, um, which is pretty cool. So we were trying to give people some advice about the best way about going to see them, about planning your trip and what it is you need to do. Turns out some people could just stay at home if they want and just see them when they manage to come down low enough. It is super rare for that to happen, but it did happen. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you imagine if you lived there and you had a holiday booked to go and see them and that you spent all that money to get <laughs> yourself um, into Norway. I think it was Tromso, wasn't it, in That's Norway? It. Yeah. You spent all that money to get yourself there and then like the night before you fly, <laughs> they're above your house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or a nightmare, wouldn't it? <laughs> what, what are you going with next then, Liam? What's next on your list? Um, I look at sumo wrestling, just so I would see if there's any news. Like you said, you know, things that don't change. Sumo wrestling has been around forever. Uh, you know, not of it doesn't change. But as we learned, they have tournaments which are called Honbasho. And they have them every every odd month. So January, March, May, etc. Um, and I thought I'd have a little look, see what happened in the March Honbasho in Osaka. Do you want me to just clue you up on the final? Yeah, please. What happened? What happened? Okay, so there were two sumo wrestlers going into the final day. Now, we learned they have 15 matches, and whoever has the best record over those 15 matches becomes the champion. If you win enough, you eventually end up being a Yokozuna. Um, there were two, two sumos. Wakata Kakagi went into the final day with 12 wins and two losses, but so did Takayasu. So between them, they both, you know, if one of them won, he would have a better record than the other become champ. Somewhat unbelievably, they both lost their final fights, Whoa. which meant they both finished with a record of 12 wins and three losses. Um, and this is in the, the top division. So they had to have a, a playoff. And in the playoff, Wakata Kakagi avoided Takayasu's charge and used a pulling overarm throw to secure victory. Wow. The current it's champion. Exciting stuff. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty... Uh, interesting and exciting but yeah no, not yokozuna yet you've got to do enough wins to get to that point but certainly certainly interesting i guess if you watch sumo wrestling but yeah not i don't think anything else has happened nice um something else just with a, a very small update is on lego yep so we know that they are trying to go more environmentally friendly with their lego so they've been pushing that even more at the moment and putting more investment in that trying to, to make their bricks more sustainable without people realising. Um, one of the things that's come out just with what's going on in the world at the moment is that a minifigure of the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, was created to look just like him, so identical okay. to Zelensky. And it was then auctioned off, raising money for 
what was going on in Ukraine, and it managed to get auctioned off for a stunning $145,000. Wow. For a one-off Lego minifigure, which is pretty nuts. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, there was a story in England, uh, no, it might be Ireland, of a, a boy came over from Ukraine um, because of the war and couldn't bring his Lego. Did you see that story? And, yes. Uh, put out on Instagram that, you know, anyone want to donate some Lego and just flooded with Lego. <laughs> you know, it's lovely, isn't it? Like, got nothing, suddenly got everything. Yeah, so good. Did they Did they also move their HQ or something? Yeah, they built a new HQ in Billund, where they're from. Have a look at it. It looks it looks a bit like a Lego bit block. They've you know, this huge new HQ building. It's got a fitness studio, workshop, cinema, park, accommodation for visiting employees, kitchen, communal cooking, health clinic. It's got everything. And um, their their boss said, "If our mission is to inspire children, it's important that we provide a vibrant, playful workplace that enables employees to deliver inspiring experiences for the children." Yeah. Yep. So you know, have a look. It's a bit like you know Google's HQ. Everyone would have seen they've got slides in it and like play parks inside Beanbags. it. Like, yeah, that sort of thing. It's all <laughs> a bit like that. Um, yeah, like you said, not not a massive amount of new information with re Lego. Um, I think two of the the bigger topics this series. Oh, certainly one of them was our unbelievable interview with Chris Hadfield, uh, oh. astronaut extraordinaire. If you've not listened to him describing his spacewalks you do yourself a favor and just go back yeah. i mean liam and i we had hairs on the back of our necks standing up with him just describing his spacewalks it unbelievable what it is and you even though he describes it so well you can't really imagine what it is what it must be like yeah. like hanging out the international space station with the earth yeah, and, and as we learned as we learned, you don't step through. No, <laughs> I got corrected. <laughs> yeah, like you said, you know, but we would never know that. We would never know not to say that. Yeah, would we? That's the point of the experts is to, yeah. you know, just to tidy up. We know we know the bulk of it, but there'll be little bits that we don't always know. Yeah, you pull um, yourself out. You don't step out. You pull yourself out of the hatch, which makes yeah. complete sense. One of the things he said. One of the things he said was to go to spotthestation.nasa. Um, and you can type in your your address and it will tell you when you can see the space station. So I did that just in advance of this, just to see where, you know, I'm li- I'm in Swindon at the minute. For four days of last week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I could have seen the space station. And it gives you the exact time, 9.38 p.m. for three minutes. If I look at 24 degrees, 10 degrees above west. Like, so, Sweet. I mean, you've got to work out. You've got to work out where those angles are, obviously. But yeah. And some some people did a pretty good job of seeing it, didn't they? Yeah, a, a German photographer, Sebastian Voltmer, um, is believed to have taken the first image of the ISS from Earth. So he's on the ground taking a picture up in the sky of astronauts doing a spacewalk. That's not on an iPhone, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. What's that phone, Huawei, that showed it could zoom in like... <laughs> five miles or something yeah but like they're zooming in what like 250 miles so uh, yeah go about go out your way to have a little look for that picture the, the iss from earth is nuts that is mad what has what has happened since we did the iss episode just a couple of weeks ago is that nasa have broken their record for an astronaut being on a single mission for the longest amount of time 
So it was a chap called Mark Van de Hei, who he completed a, a single stay on the ISS of 355 days, and he landed back on the 30th of March. The previous record before that was someone called Peggy Whitson. She had done 340 days. So um, yeah, NASA, NASA broke their own record. Russia, they've got their own record as well. They actually had the longest single stay of someone in space, which is a, a chap called Valery Polyenkov. And he spent 14 months in space. So it's, uh, yeah, a record has been broken since we did the episode. And, um, you know, just on that, given the, given the, uh, the war in Ukraine, Russia have basically said they're not going to help or work with America now, are they, with NASA. Um, they, they want uh, illegal sanctions to be removed on the ground before they can work with them again yes. up in space, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty, I don't know, sort of awkward, I guess. But Definitely. I guess we'll see where that goes. Um, they are sending up their first, NASA are sending up their first private mission, aren't they? You know, something we did discuss with Chris Hadfield as well. Um, they're sending up a private mission, but something that's really interesting I found is that, and, and Chris said the same thing, these, they're not so much space tourists in the sense that they're not, they're not just going to go and sit on the ISS for 10 days and like, no, look at out, are they? They're going to have to, you know, they've had a, about a thousand hours training and they, and they will do experiments. They will, you know, they will work while they're up there. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's, I don't think it's NASA, is it? It's Axiom Space, which is a private company, is launching the first fully commercial mission to the ISS. And the people yeah. who it's sending up, one of them is an ex-astronaut who will be the, the commander. So he used to work for, for NASA. He's been up to the ISS three times and he's done 10 different spacewalks. So his name's Michael Lopez Algeria. So he's he knows what he's doing. But then the three other people... One of them was a, an investor and a private pilot called Larry Connor. The other one was a Canadian entrepreneur called Mark Pathy. And the other one was a, an ex-former fighter pilot called Ethan Strib. They have paid $55 million each for their seat. Jeepers. That is some whack, isn't it, to go up there? But incredible. As as Well, we asked Chris Hadfield about it as well. Go back and listen to what he said about his views on um, people paying for their their way up to the International Space Station. Yeah, wowzers. Okay, well, what about magic? Anything about magic? I I know what has happened is that I've been seeing more magic tricks showing up in my social media feeds since we've been. (laughs) They're absolutely mind boggling, but just watching what people are doing with card tricks and not even being able to figure it out is unbelievable. But we, we had, um, we had a really, really nice message come through from a magician, didn't we? Yeah. His Instagram handle is Jamie underscore magic. Uh, Jamie, the magician, uh, he's in Australia. He was saying about our magic episode actually did quite a good job. And as a magician, having a magician tell us that it's pretty nice, isn't it? Yes. That's, I, I thought that's, that's pretty good, but you know, we mentioned in the episode some quite famous books and things you can read. He he sent us not copies of, but you know, information about two two books that he claims magicians swear by. One is called The Expert at the Card Table by Erdnacy from 1902, and another one is called Modern Coin Magic by J. B. Bobo, 
And he was saying, yeah, if you want to get those two books, Expert at the Card Table and Modern Coin Magic, they are where to go. But he told us something interesting about the books themselves and if, if you were reading them, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he said the magicians wouldn't want other people knowing that they were reading these books. So they would put different dust covers over it and they'd be be covering yeah. up what the what the book actually looked like. And I think was Jamie saying that his one he's got a, make it makes it look like he's reading a gardening book rather than reading yeah. the book about how to do magic tricks. Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, yeah, thanks for that, Jamie. Uh, really much appreciated. One of many, many, many comments we get about the things we talk about. So just that was particularly interesting. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, leaves us really, I think, I think probably the fastest changing topic we've done. That's going to be hard to stay on top of for maybe quite a while. Is yeah, NFT, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. So many of our things happened so long ago, but this was a, a pretty new topic all in itself and it, it's really taken off. Yeah, we could almost end up doing another episode of updates. So perhaps you should just try and be a, a bit more rapid about some of these, you know, you want to say some things you learned about NFTs recently? Yes. So the week that we did the episode on M- NFTs, we were talking about how much the Board 8 Yacht Club or how much CryptoPunks sell for. And unbelievably, that week the record was broken for the highest amount paid for a CryptoPunk. So Punk 5,222 was bought for 8,000 Ethereum, which was a little bit over $23 million. That's shaking my head. <laughs> What's the emoji for that? That's what I'm doing. Like, is, unbelievable. Yeah, $23 million for a little, yeah. a little picture. But like we were saying, I could go and find that picture right now. <laughs> and I could print it and I could laminate it or I could stick it on my screensaver. But someone puts value on the fact that they have the original of it. And that value is 20 plus million. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, like we know. said, it's similar to the Mona Lisa. You could have the Mona Lisa on your tea towel. You could be doing your drying up with a Mona Lisa. Yeah. But yeah. you can't say you own the original Mona Lisa, whereas... That's a bad example yep. because it's actually owned by the French public. Yeah. But but the Mona Lisa or a piece of art is owned by an individual and they can say, we own we own the original of this. I read about a, a, a Miami apartment block that were going to give away NFTs when you complete on purchasing one. And then in the lobby are going to have like um, sort of like an art display, I guess, of screens where okay. they show the images. So as you're walking around, you know, you're going to your concierge or whatever to pick up your package and there's all these pictures on the walls. But that's mine. Like, it's actually, I actually own that one. (laughs) I don't know what the point is, but (laughs) yeah. We said when we did the episode that I would have a look at trying to create an NFT. And I've actually gone ahead and fulfilled that. And we've now got our own little NFT collection, which is available on OpenSea. Yeah. Two guys, one topic, NFTs. We're in the business now. Get on OpenSea. There's 10, aren't there? A 20. So we've got, we've got 20, oh. 20 um, images up there, but they've also got some utility with them as well. So we've, we've set them to be that when we do our live shows at some point, They'll be they'll count as tickets towards 
coming to any of our future live shows as well. That's the idea behind them. Who knows if and when yeah. that might happen. We'll even meet and greet, shall we? And we'll shake their hand and have a beer with them. <laughs> All those things. Add that in as well. You, If you're listening and you get one of our... Um, get get one of our nfts i will buy you a beer at our first live show oh i tell you what come to dubai and i'll buy you a beer <laughs> <laughs> um i read a uh I, I just i just googled is the nft bubble gonna burst i was just interested to know like are we in a bubble like what's the what's the general consensus okay amongst you know amongst online and uh i did read talking about open sea they reckon there was about $5 billion worth of NFT sales in January. But last month, it was only $2.5 billion. Well, that's a big drop. Does that's that mean not, that the bubble is still big? It's still big. $2.5 billion. Yeah. And also, by the way, the year before, it was $8 million. It was $8 million yeah. January 21. And it's $5 billion now or this January um, and also there was some you know in January 948,000 people bought NFTs but last month it was only 600,000 oh uh-oh <laughs> time to sell <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know, don't know. Was, maybe we're in the bubble so there was somebody who got caught out by a scammer they had a bored ape yacht club NFT that was worth $567,000 and they unwittingly managed to transfer it to a scammer who all they did is that they they managed to photoshop a fake validity stamp and the person ended up transferring it to them thinking that they were then going to get $567,000 back and of course they didn't they just ended up transferring their nft and it disappeared into in, into the, into the blockchain yeah. If someone's got an, an, an a board ape, right, you'd think that they'd sort of know about stuff. Like, you have to be pretty tech savvy to even get a board ape in the first place, don't you? You can't just get one. So how how did they fall for something like that? I don't know. I don't know. And then, then the other thing on NFTs is that the Rishi Sunak from the UK government, head of the Treasury, said that he's asked the Royal Mint to create an NFT. So the Royal Mint is what creates all of our money for us. It's a pretty old organization. It's over 1,135 years old. It's been around a long, long time, but asking this super old institution to actually then create an NFT. They don't know what the NFT is going to be just yet. And they don't know how, how it will be sold, but it's almost just showing almost that next level of acceptance that maybe NFT and crypto is seeping into the thoughts of the government, maybe. Well, well, we shall see. Maybe maybe the bubble will burst. Maybe next series, there'll be something new for us to discuss anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I think that about sums up the series. It brings us all up to speed, I think. There's one, one topic that we did last week. Worcestershire sauce. And... What? I don't know if people have seen this. I don't know if people have seen this. If you follow us on Instagram at two guys, one topic, we ran a little poll this week on one of our stories, just trying to help Liam out. And other people actually thought that it was called Leon Perrins. (laughs) And I've got the results. I've got the results fresh in. So 
73% of people said no, they didn't think it was Leon Perrins, which <laughs> I thought was quite good. But then I then thought, hang on, more worryingly, that means 27% of people thought that it was Leon Perrins rather than Leon Perrins. <laughs> so what you're saying is that there are people that thought it was Leon Perrins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there actually is. Like Which is a worry. plus percent of people think it's Leon Perrin. So if you put me in a room with four other people, no, that'd be me. If you put five people in a room, one of them thinks it's Leon Perrin. <laughs> Still you. <laughs> <laughs> right. That does draw a, a, a line under the series, I think. Um, I think we should definitely say, right, we are, we're in the process of, of thinking of episodes. I mean, we've got a huge list, don't we, of, of what we're going to do next series. But if anyone does have an idea of anything they want us to do, please get in touch. Send us a message at Two Guys One Topic. Let us know of some ideas or some topics. And we had loads of ideas, didn't we, the other week when we when we did our listener vote. Yes. Um. So we might use some of those anyway. Just you now, if anyone's got a good idea for a topic, or no, you know, particularly anyone got any experts they want us to talk to, let us know. We'll see if we can hunt them down and see if we can get them on the pod. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We're really enjoying it. We hope everybody else is really enjoying learning little bits of information about all sorts of things and then being able to then share that knowledge with whoever else it might be. Liam and I will have a little break, um, but look forward to hopefully coming back, talking to you again soon in a Series 5. Yeah, totally agree, Oli. Series 5 probably going to be a go i would say um, we're learning too much information and having too much fun so um if you want to follow us on any of the socials facebook twitter instagram at two guys one topic that'd be great if you've got any ideas for topics like i said please let us know and uh, we'll add them to the list and hopefully do them but otherwise we will speak to you all soon i guess so thanks for listening thanks everybody get out there and share some knowledge